Maybe don't know. Maybe don't. This time, 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 What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Chris Hampton. Welcome to episode 164 of the Power Company podcast, brought to you by PowerCompanyClimbing.com. This episode is going to be a little bit different. I don't often, on this version of the podcast, do solo episodes. Um, I do them quite often, actually, over at the Patreon podcast, but not very often on here. Usually I've got a guest or a board meeting. However, Times are changing, and I'm trying to adapt to it. So we're going to do a few very short episodes, just me answering questions. Nate may be answering some questions on his end as well, and maybe we'll record a few board meetings, the two of us, remotely, even though I do most of these in person. And actually, even though it might seem like a a good time to put out longer-form podcasts, I think that's not the case for everybody. A lot of us are in the house with our families, and this is a really good opportunity to spend the time with those people whose you know lives are normally separate by school and work or whatever it might be. So I would like to put out shorter, more concise episodes over the next month, and I've already asked our Facebook community to you know, get, ask us questions, let us know what's on your mind or what you're thinking about that you may not quite understand or you've been just tossing around in your brain. And they've come up with some great questions that I'm going to spend the next several episodes doing my best to answer. And like I said, we'll get Nate in on some of those as well so you won't be missing his silky smooth baritone. Now, before I get started, I would be remiss if I didn't remind you about the new book, Out for Pre-Order Now, The Hard Truth, Simple Ways to Become a Better Climber, illustrated by my good friend Brendan Leonard from Semirad.com. And this book is a collection of 26 essays that shine an uncompromising light on the qualities that limit us the most as climbers, the things that we tend to forget about, especially in a world dominated by the numbers we put up as climbers. Um, You know, how much can you hang? How much can you deadlift? What grade do you climb? Often, those are not the biggest issues in our climbing. It's things like planning, things like effort, things like practice. Not always, but many of us have those as our glaring issues. So you can check that out at powercompanyclimbing.com slash the-hard-truth, or you can just click on the shop tab. You will find it there, and you can pre-order now. The first packages are going out next week, beginning to middle of April is when all of those packages will be going out. So check that out now. All right, that sort of actually leads us right into this first question. The the thing that sort of sparked this entire idea to do these shorter form podcasts is I got an email just the other day 
from someone whose question we've answered on the podcast before, Taylor Murdoch. You can find him on Instagram at Mailer Turdock. Great name, Taylor. And this question is really, really good. And it's something that we talk about often. Taylor says, I've been trying to find the episode you said this in with no luck. So correct me if I'm wrong. But I believe you once said, I spent a long time getting better at climbing. And now I need to get stronger at climbing. This has been rattling around in my head for some time now, but even more so with the current downtime we're experiencing. My questions are, how did you come to this conclusion? Was it a gut feeling or maybe something you noticed about your climbing that gave you the indication? And he goes on to ask, is this something that I see in other climbers around his ability? And as you move up in the grades, are there points where the focus needs to switch from movement and body positioning? To strength and power? These are great questions. First off, Taylor, you're exactly right. I did say that in an episode, and several times throughout my climbing career, I've switched from one, one focus to the other. Right now, I need to get better. I don't need to be as strong right now or, or put as much focus on strength gain right now. And more recently, I've hit the point where I felt like, okay, I'm good enough. My techniques have been shored up. My weak points movement-wise have been shored up. And now I can focus more on getting stronger. And actually, I would say that's starting to flip for me again, though it's evening out, which is the ideal situation, I think, for all of us. So let's tackle the first part of that first. How did I come to this conclusion? I think what happens for most of us is there's a point in our climbing where we hit a plateau of some sort. Now, by plateau, I don't mean you've been stuck at the same grade for two weeks. That's not a plateau. If you've been stuck in a place where you don't feel like you're improving or you're only seeing really tiny improvements over a longer period of time, several months, several seasons even, that we could call a plateau. And at that point, I think it's a good idea to start re-examining what it is that's missing in your climbing. For me, I came into this sport strong already. I was a gymnast. I was a wrestler. I came in really physically strong. Most of us come in and getting better is what we do initially. Um... We don't need to do a ton of pull-ups or a ton of deadlifting or a ton of hangs in order to progress, in order to get better when we first come into the gym. But over time, that progression we see early on starts to slow down. For a lot of people, that happens at around 512, V4, V5, something like that. You hit a sticking point where you might stay for a season or two. At that point, it's a good time, and most people do make this switch where they start to think about getting stronger. They do hangs, they start weightlifting, doing pull-ups, they're doing laps, whatever it is. They're physically training in order to improve their climbing, and that works. It gets a lot of people over that first common plateau point, the 12AB, V4, V5. Then a lot of people will see steady increase all the way up until about 13A, 13B, V7, V8. Somewhere around there is a spot where a lot of people hit 
a second plateau, second or third plateau. That plateau is much harder to get over because what most people end up doing is they say, I used getting stronger, physical training, as a way to get over that first hump. I'm going to double down on that to get over this next hump. And that extra physical training often leads to overtraining, leads to burnout, and does not lead to breaking through that plateau. It's a tough spot to negotiate because what we need to do most often is take a step back, reevaluate, learn how to use that strength, that endurance, that power that we've gained over that time, learn how to apply it to the wall better in a more efficient way. And that's a much harder thing to do. It's tougher to measure. It's tougher to to see, to quantify. So people have a hard time connecting with it. So I hit a plateau at around that level. And I concluded I'm plenty strong enough. I'm stronger, in fact, than most of the climbers at this level that I see. So I need to get better. And that was a relatively easy conclusion to come to. I can measure my strength against what I see everyone else doing. I know it's there. What am I missing technique-wise? Are there, are there parts of my movement that are lacking? Are there parts of my approach that are lacking? Do I need to put more time and more, more focused time and effort into some aspect of my climbing? The answer was obviously yes. Even though that's a tough thing for us to come to on our own, I think once you really start looking at it, that's a fairly easy conclusion to come to, especially considering that we can measure our physical strengths and weaknesses in a better way now. Is it perfect? No. Likely never will be. Climbing's just too complicated for that. But we can get a good idea. And I had a good idea. So I started to try and become better. I spent a lot of time focusing on things like tension, on using momentum, on being more dynamic. I was a really slow, sloth-like climber. Over time, I started recognizing that I was using these things in the wild, so to speak, more and more often. I was defaulting to using momentum. I was defaulting to keeping tension. I was, I was getting pretty damn good at jumping, at throwing, at being dynamic, at a lot of these things that I was trying to improve. So then comes the really tricky decision. How in the hell do you decide that you're good enough and you need to put your focus on getting stronger? That might actually be a misstatement. I wasn't entirely moving away from getting better, away from understanding positioning, movement better. Instead, I was putting more of my focus on getting stronger and making sure that my really specific climbing strengths were high. I still put a, a little time, um, maybe, you know, this is guessing off the top of my head, but I would say about 30, 25 to 30% of my time was still spent getting better. And that's in really specific ways. I found 
boxes in my climbing that I'm not good in. I found a specific grip that I'm not good in. So I started spending a lot of my get better time at full crimping, um, you know, full lockdown, wrap the thumb over crimping. I started spending it on small little boxes that I were calling, I was calling Peter Boxamichis because of my friend Peter Bonamici who climbs in these tiny little boxes and masters them and I suck at them. So I was finding these really specific things to get better at. 70% of my time was spent, let's get stronger at the full crimp. Let's make our one arm hang stronger. Let's get stronger pulls and let's refocus. Let's double down a little bit on the general overall body strengthening that used to be my absolute strength and has now become something that in some situations can be a liability, can be my point of failure, my reason for failure. So that's when I decided I need to be stronger. For something more concrete to latch onto to make that decision, I was at a point where I could climb just a notch below my top level really quickly, pretty easily. I could do it in a session, maybe two. Um, I could do all the moves on my hardest boulders or my hardest roots very quickly. And then I just couldn't link them together. I couldn't, couldn't make it over that little hump that I knew was there. I think that's a really good indication that you're missing something obvious. And for me, because I was finding really efficient ways to do the moves, because it was rare and very specific circumstances that stopped me movement-wise, I knew that what I needed to do was get stronger. If you're someone who goes into the gym, can climb every boulder up to a certain grade, but then that next grade is just impossible for you, then that's a good indication that you're missing something really obvious and you need to take a step back and make a list. Look at what those things are. Try and decide what is it that's really holding me back from making the jump to this next level. And Taylor hits on this in his email by mentioning that he can usually send V6 in a single session, no more than six or seven attempts, but then he gets spanked on V7. He's only ever done a handful, even with constant projecting. And he says it's his inability to pull on a small hold or to maintain tension through a move that stops him in most occasions. Taylor, I think that's a really, really strong indication that those are the things you need to spend some time on. Work on holding small holds. Work on really focusing on tension. Are you losing tension because of core strength? Probably not. There's probably something in that chain that's failing. And if you can identify that, you're going to get more out of it. Is it finger strength or is it just comfort on those holds? It very well could be a combo of the two. So it's not that you're going to be switching all the way over to get stronger. It's going to be, I need to get strong in really specific areas while I continue to get better in really specific areas. And those things may go hand in hand. For instance, the small hold issue. It's the same with me. With full crimps, I'm terrible. 
I might be I might be a V11 V12 half crimper. I'm probably a V5 full crimper, maybe V4. Um, up until just recently, when I've started to notice that on harder boulders, I'm locking that crimp down. It's not because I've gotten a ton stronger at the full crimp. It's because I've spent time getting comfortable in the position and trying to understand when and why to use it, to pull that that trick out of the bag. So don't put all your focus on getting stronger or getting better. You need both. I think at your point, Taylor, what you need to do is decide what the parts of those two issues are that mean the most. Is it that your finger strength is too low, that your core strength is too low, or that you haven't figured out how to use them effectively? Work on both of those things at once, and I bet you they come together. Now, Taylor goes on to say that he recently started working with a local coach and taking advantage of that time to shore up some of the weaknesses that he would otherwise have ignored this time of year in order to ensure outdoor performance. I think that's a really smart idea, especially in today's climate. We're all we're all stuck at home. We're all having to change our routines. And if you can keep some semblance of normalcy, if you can find something to focus on, to work on, to put your mind toward, it doesn't have to be climbing. In Taylor's case, it is. And I think it's great that you can find something to put that energy toward right now, especially a thing that we would normally skip over because we want to do well on roots and we don't want to put the energy or boulders and we don't want to put the energy into working on those things. So Taylor, I think you're doing the right things. I appreciate you asking the question, but I think you've already answered it yourself and you're well on the way. All right. You're going to be getting more of these over the next several weeks. Hopefully, we'll all be out of the house, back to climbing, before I get a chance to do too many of these. But if not, we're here for you. If you haven't checked out our free home training groups, the Corin training groups, go do that. You can find those on our website. Very easy to find. It's free, no purchase necessary, no credit card info necessary. Just a way to give you some method of staying on track and trying to stay motivated, trying to stay psyched. We're also considering opening up our assessment and analysis process that we do with all of our custom clients to the general public for many assessments that you can do at home that can help identify your physical strengths and weaknesses, where you should be putting your time versus what you maybe don't need to put as much time into. The assessments basically take our data set to compare your numbers against the grade that you want to be climbing. So we're considering open that up. Be on the lookout for it. If it's going to happen, you can find it on the Facebooks, the Instagrams, at Power Company Climbing. Make sure you're following us on there. You can also search for it on the Twitter. You're not going to find it because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles. This time, 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 this